Hi there. Thank you for downloading, listening to, and watching the Lean Into Artcast. This is a show where a couple, a couple of visual storytellers get together, take a walk around various topics that tend to cross one's path on this endeavor of communicating with images. We think hard about this stuff, so you will too. My name is Jersey Drozd. I'm a cartoonist and teaching artist, and the other host is... Uh, hi, I'm Rob Stenzinger. I make some interactive things. I do a lot related to user experience design and coaching. And also today with us is our special guest, Jen Vaughn. Jen Vaughn. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you have a, a succinct title? So see, the, the, the running joke on the show is that I have a very succinct title. I'm a cartoonist and teaching artist. And Rob is always, he's got like this ball of Play-Doh in front of him called his job description that he's constantly shaping and running through the fun factory, turning into a snake, <laughs> turning into stars. Um, so do you have a, a, a succinct one or is yours available? Uh, Yes, I can. Uh, I am a freelance cartoonist um, and narrative designer for the video game company slash art uh, horde slash space cult, very very spaceship, as well as a dungeon master uh, and tabletop role playing designer. So this sort of succinct and like looking around shiftily. I don't know why. So <laughs> and my pronouns are she/her. So ah, oh, thank you. Um, Jen, Jen is one of these. So I met you for the first time at CXC last year, and it was one of those wonderful moments. I get them every once in a while where I meet somebody and they they kind of whip around me and I go, I don't know what that was, but I got to be around that like as much as I can because there's something like not not to talk about like like psychic energy or anything, but maybe it is. Maybe it's something like that. But it was just something about like, there's something about that person that I need to like, I need to just expose myself to it as much, expose myself. I need to be around as much as possible so so that I can, you know, learn from that, level up my own uh, presence in a room because you are a very interesting and dynamic person. I watched you work with kids at CXC and you were amazing. Thank you, so. Jersey, and I need you to leave me a comment or referral on my LinkedIn profile after this. Um, uh, just, you actually, just... you got it if you need it. I, I would be more than happy to do that. So, but because yeah, uh, so the topic we explored last week was um, virtual events. Rob and I sort of did like a cursory look at it. And mm -hmm. then like, I immediately thought like, oh, I have to talk with Jen about this because you've been doing a lot of really cool stuff. In addition to being a narrative designer and cartoonist, um, you do this regular ongoing show called The Big Dun Jen Show, which I should yeah. pull up on the screen while we talk about it. Um, yeah, so The Big Dungeon Show, it's a, uh, to also put it succinctly, uh, it's a weekly uh, Twitch streaming RPG show where um, every month we play a new game and have a new set of uh, players. So uh, it was a panel show for about the <laughs> first five, uh, six months um, where people will come into this studio right here at Very Very Spaceship. And um, But now we have uh, moved to the internet, which is great because, um, I mean, you know, coping, but also because we can bring in people from everywhere. Um, so in the past, uh, I had, I mean, and I, we like to feature also people um, in the role-playing community, uh, the arts community, comics, uh, video game design, and, you know, um, you know, not just show off white men and how awesome they are, like show off, you know, the diversity that is the community. And it's been fantastic. Like having, we played a game where like everyone was a a god that was thrown down to earth and had had been a band called uh, Hearts and Lightning by Flowers, um, who's a Malaysian game designer. We played uh, Arhant, where everyone's a ghost by uh, Jimmy. Um, so, like, there's a lot of. We also, we of course, played some Dungeons and Dragons just because it's so. Um, 
what's the word when something's everywhere? Omniscient? Omnipresent? No, one of those O words. Right? Ubiquitous? Ubiquitous. Mm. The U word. Thank you. Wait, is it a U, Jersey? No. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So. so it's a yeah, it's a it's a fun show. Um, and I'm very lucky that I get a lot of people to uh come along with me for the journey. And uh, you know, we'll play my my little world and occasionally we have guest uh game masters as well. It, it's it has like really awesome production values too you've done a really cool job of like it's it's like when you looked at the i had the pictures that you sent me uh rotating the gallery on the screen so you could see like what the setup looked like where it's essentially just like uh what is like a, a coffee not a coffee table like an office table that pe- three people sit in a row and you're sitting on the end of the table talking to them but then you like you cut all the video so that it looks like they're sitting at um like sort of like a jeopardy panel and then you're on a screen to the left as the host simultaneously oh. and with all the cool art what that's that is all thanks to my producer good news who uh is was master and commander of this studio space um who has some of his own shows but he um like yeah we we try to iterate or like up like not innovate but like you know like um up our production values like you know uh, uh slowly but like on a weekly basis so um you know we switched we switched from like me making physical puzzles to now like working on digital ones that i can send people ahead of time if they need to print out or something that we can like uh, cycle through um and then like we also have a really good video editor too who like for when the episodes go live on youtube um uh, snoot as he's called uh, <laughs> uh he uh makes them look really good so it's literally nothing to do i drew the overlay that's about it like you know <laughs> okay. that was it it's all it's all them so <laughs> well that that's good to know and that's something i'm hoping we can dig into when we talk about like what it takes to put on virtual events because there's another one that we can talk about um when we dive into the topic proper called it which is actually going to stream live tomorrow uh at the time of this recording uh may 1st which is the very very shopping network but i think we're like full on in topic right rob do you want to hit want us hit the music uh yeah let's go there why not just um <laughs> I, right. yeah, that's, uh, I, I had a, um, I checked, oh, oh. go ahead. We're, <laughs> I said, yes, here we are. Music's happening. Now we're in it. Okay. I have a habit of like layer, layering one extra layer too many on any topic. So I <laughs> well, was like, layer away. Maybe this is the time I actually don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I know, I think we're, we're, we're there. I mean, puzzling out virtual events. Um, what, uh, uh, I guess what have you been doing is think about like the, the interesting example you had all for the big dungeon show. And I, I, how do you pronounce that? It's, <laughs> it's I, dungeon. It's just, I just spelled dungeon? it. Um, and again, yeah. that was my producer came up with that. And I, cause I was like, that's too close to like, people are going to just add a B in there and call me like dumb Jen. Sort of. <laughs> uh, I was like, my oh, fragile no. ego cannot handle this, but uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> People get it like halfway through usually like when they watch the like in chat, they'll be like, oh, my God, this stupid title of your stupid show. And I'm like, yes, thank you. I I feel silly. Yeah, I didn't get it until I heard you say it out loud. And I went, oh, (laughs) yeah, Uh, it was sort of a playoff. Someone else that had a drawing and memory show where they would like have a panel of artists and they'd be like, "Okay, today we're drawing a 90s uh, mascots from fast food commercials or whatever, you know, like or, you know. And like then at the very end they would show like the actual side by side of what it looked like. But that show was called Galen Drew's Galen Draws, hosted by Galen Drew. So I think they were like, let's just make all the titles overly complicated that include the hosts, so people think they're egomaniacs. Are, you know, <laughs> confirming it. So it's it's fun. It's it's a fun title, it, and you know it's got it has a lot of you in it. So why you know makes it <laughs> makes it more yours and stuff. But like, 
the the um but going from like that that initial studio setup that must have taken some iteration and planning to all of a sudden like how are you dealing with that we're just going to the online now like the uh remote you've been yeah um well poorly the first time my internet uh, at home was not good so i actually had to turn my video off and like slid the uh um, we were playing D and i'm trying to remember uh it was a oh no not a shambler anyway um um, a gibbering mouther. So it's just this like fleshy mound of like many mouths and gnashing needle teeth. Um, mm-hmm. um, speaking of Play-Doh. And uh, so I was just like, slide that in as my picture since that's what I'm playing. And uh, um, but so then I, I started coming here for a better internet uh, for the moment while my booster was being shipped to me. Um, but it's, I think everyone in the last month and a half has, they've leveled up their like conferencing call game. Like remember, when we were watching, uh, what was it, uh, Back to the Future, and everyone's like, oh, man, video calls, I can't wait. And then, like, FaceTime came out, and everyone's like, no, don't ever call. Like, do not do that. Yeah, now, now everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, I got this. I can easily do it. So um, it's been pretty, like, and, like, I'm, you know, we're all, the three of us are, like, you know, using mics. But, like, mm. most people can, you know, use just, like, you know, a headset of some kind, too. Um, so it's not, it hasn't been really, really bad, honestly. Um it's been a uh, pretty easy, I think, um, because a lot of uh, RPG shows are also done, um, uh, sort of like a call as a call-in show. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like okay, back to that. It might be like energy-wise a little bit rougher, as I'm used to um, compelling people with my eyes and my um, like wafting like pheromones or something. So it's a little. I'm like okay, I have to do more voices now, or so, you know. But we we did stipulate at the top that you have a presence about you. Yes. That, that. <laughs> It's just a fog of fairness. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, watching you facilitate the the session, like I, the one, the I saw I saw the whole episode of um, oh, what was it? Uh, some kids in Colorado. Yeah, um, Tales from the Loop, which is Tales from the Loop. Now a TV show. So, oh my gosh! I, I mean, not not actually. based on us, based on the art, like the <laughs> by Simon Stollenhag. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing a lot of performance of, of like switching voices and, you know, all the facilitation stuff of, of being sort of the, 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 um, the facilitator, um, like a dungeon master, game master, what have you, what's it called for that game? Uh, that one is actually, I think it's just game master, but we called it loop master as a joke. Cause we were just trying to, you know, sure. say, oh, I say we, uh, Good news again, my producer. So he, it's basically I'll come to him with a list of things and he'll just cross off the bottom half and then be like, I can do these. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Um, so, but the, uh, it, 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 but it's a lot of it just depends on the, the group too. Like everyone's bringing something different to the table. I probably honestly spend as much time writing like one adventure as I do like looking through the people that I want to have on the show and like thinking about their personalities and who they might be playing sort of. So like there's usually a person that's going to play it pretty straight. There's usually a wild card. There's usually someone that's always going to be um, impulsive. So trying to balance that party dynamic out. But even in, um, if I don't do it, you know, great or, you know, like they, they all shift around, like they see the holes that need to be kind of filled. Um, and it's, it's been great every time. Like I'm, it's, I'm very, again, very lucky to have people come on the show that are, um, just wonderful like so sorry oh, yeah. I just, like babble on about them forever <laughs> uh no it makes a lot of sense because i mean you're you're um i mean you're creating this i imagine for it's a fun creation but you're also creating it for an audience too and so you're uh very intentionally thinking through like it, what i'm hearing is recruiting 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and figure out who to invite and uh, imagine that there's, it's not just the logistics for that. I mean, you're, you're thinking of like personas. And st- and, yeah. It's definitely and, not logistics though. I would have had the show start earlier because now that we are inviting people from everywhere, the show ends on the East coast at midnight. And I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, <laughs> cause those people are just like, well, well, time to go to bed. You know, like, I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I will say we do do something that, um, I, other shows do as well, probably, but like, a, and maybe your games do as well, but like we do cool down sessions sort of where we kind of like talk about it after the show. Um, that's when I ask for feedback. I usually say like, can you compliment one person on something like that was playing and then give me one sort of like what could be better for the next time. So that way I can be a better game master. And, you know, if there's something that we did that we usually try to like, you know, like watch people's faces, but like it's, if something happened that someone didn't want to say throughout, like they can, um, bring it up then or like they're like hey I want to do romance I'm like all right let's talk about that so um, yeah, yeah there's it's a again they're they're all these people are really I don't know I'm sorry I'm like okay yeah they're all uh, <laughs> they're all they all have other jobs and they just happen to be they just happen they work hard and they're amazing at like just taking on like you know putting on a mask for a bit and like um, like I don't know. It's, it's, it's honestly a lot of escape right now. Like before it was like play. And now I feel like it's like play and escape. Like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but what I'm hearing Sorry, there too, Sorry. I mean like, yeah, it's, it is play and it's escape, but also what I'm hearing in the way you talk. And, and again, this is what I think what I was so impressed by when I saw you working with children um, with the paper smalls workshop you did, which is a book you can get on Jen Fon's website. We're going to link to all these things in the show notes. Um, <laughs> is you advocate for the people you encounter and you engage with. Like you're thinking, like I, you can see it happening in your head even when you're doing the big dungeon show is like mapping out like how are they going to react to this and how can I keep this thing thoughtful and engaging and but then also feeding, uh, getting feedback from them like you're saying at the end, having a cool down, like well, what's one good thing, what's one thing I could do better. You're making something and you're thinking about who it's for and that goes back to something Rob was saying just a minute ago about like um, personas, thinking about who are the parties who are already engaged with this thing, right? And so, like, you made this joke at the top, like, oh, well, it's called the Big Dungeon Show because I have, like, this big ego and whatever. But that ain't it at all, right? Because, like, if it was all about, like, look at me, everybody, you wouldn't be so carefully thinking about who's going to interact with one another on the thing and how are people going to engage with it upon watching it, right? That ain't about you at all, right? That's you acting as a facilitator, as a, as a person who's showing up in the spirit of service. And that's the thing I want to unpack really bad on this one because I think that's, like, a really cool aspect of what you're doing. And can we talk now just for a second about uh, the very, very shopping network too? Absolutely. Um, so uh, to catch anyone up, the uh, right, um, it was probably like a week and a half before Emerald City in this year. I was in Seattle and uh, living here, but I was just, and I saw all these people just dropping out, dropping out, dropping out. And I was just like, I don't think I can. And I had two tables, one for my art, one for my podcast, D20 Dames. And uh, I was just like, probably probably can't do this like I feel like it's just like it's not safe um but then I was trying to think of alternatives and I saw a couple people um saying like hey I'm just gonna stream all day from home and I was like well that's cool with your like 12,000 or 12,000 yeah like even that um like 20,000 followers on Twitter like they will tune in I was like well we could just do it online like it's been done before but I was like "Mm, well let's do it from a shopping network point of view because those are terrible and so much fun so uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we're still working on getting like like graphics so it's just like a scrolling number you know like if we eventually have people call in but <clears throat> so we we did three days of uh um, interviews with um writers artists um publishers 
um, game designers, uh, people to make dice, like um, basically bringing the con experience to people um, or like walking through Artist Alley, which some people said was uh, nicer than a convention because um, they could hear better and they don't like to like like crowd at someone's table. Like they, we could go and we could talk for some, to someone for 20 minutes versus like the five minutes before you um, feel like the shame of I need to buy something, you know, kick in. So <laughs> um, yeah, and then creators got this. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? I Especially because like, Especially because, like, we're cartoonists and we're like, oh, boy. like, you know, you're like, whew, I haven't bought anything from uh, Leslie this year, so I probably should, like, you know, <clears throat> third show in a row. <clears throat> so it's just, it, yeah. it's cool. But you're pointing out that there are, like, okay, like, there's obviously, we're recording this at the time of the, you know, the, the shelter in place, the global pandemic is going on, COVID 19. And there has been a rush to make video content on the internet. Let's just virtualize everything. And and I get it. Like that makes it's a natural and logical and obvious conclusion. Um, but what Rob and I talked about last week is like we both get a little nervous when somebody says, "Oh, we'll just make it video online, and then it'll just be the same thing, right?" And you're like, no, there's got to be some pros and cons <laughs> to each. I'm sure there's an advantage to being physical and an advantage to being virtual. And you just pointed out one of the ma- major virtual advantages is you don't get. Um, that awkward sort of tension of vendor and person walking by, you know, engaging with one another, right? It's like, I know you can't see me when I'm watching the the shopping network, right? So if I... <laughs> so if I <laughs> If I'm not I'm just, interested, I'm just sitting here with my card, passing judgment, and uh, yeah, I will not buy it for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was also gonna say, like, now I could like more freely engage with the stuff that I do like because I right, don't right. have to like go past the sea of the character in the aisle hawking and waving the thing in my face. Um, it's a definite pro. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Rob. you know, I, uh, I was just wondering could be, because there is really a natural switch when you when you go from uh, you know physical to virtual, where the the traversal judge of like, well, I'm in the space and I'm not paying attention to this. You know, I'm. It has this awkwardness to it. But then I, I thought for a second, is there a, is there a digital equivalent to that? And I wonder mm-hmm. if that's reaction videos. <laughs> where, <laughs> where where it's where like, you just, no, no, you I want you to see me. Them? Oh, okay. <laughs> Right, like, like no. Let me let me look at your comic, but you see me looking at your comic. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, hey. You know, um, well, one day I will I will get one of those. I'm sure Jersey. I'm sure you have a lot of, a lot of kids that are looking at yours, uh, your science comics, and being like, oh my god, you know, like <laughs> freaking not, out. Not as much as I would like, but yes, yeah. yeah. I get, uh, but yeah, subtle so, call out to all the parents out there. Like, what are you? What else are you gonna do? <laughs> Film your kids. That's right. <laughs> Sell a book. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it would be a good. I, I get a lot of parents who actually like uh, message me and they're like, oh, we want to buy some of your mini comics for our kids while they're in lockdown. I'm like, oh, order my books online from like like Barnes and Noble. That would be a bit, bigger help to me. It's like you, I sell me I sell you my mini comic. I make two bucks. Maybe I only make a couple bucks off of science comics, but man, it brings my book scan numbers up. Please, everybody, parents, if you're mm. listening, book scan numbers they count. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm curious about, um, and again, about this advocacy and, and the second section of the show, I think we're going to like break down a little bit about like the different personas that, and the different, uh, groups of people that you're trying to service through the, the, these things that you make. But something that occurred to me when I was looking at the very, very shopping network again, May 1st, everybody, um, what is the, what's the address? It's twitch.tv uh, Slash um slash VV Spa. Very, very spaceship public access. Uh, uh, tw- 
12 to 4 p.m. PT. So Pacific time. Yes. So uh, 3 p.m. You know, Eastern time, 2 p.m. Central. Um, (laughs) 1 p.m. Mountain. Come on. There's people that live there. Oh, that's right. My friends who live in mountain time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. To be fair. Yes. 80, I think, I believe it's 85 or, or sorry, it's 75 to 80% of the population lives in um, uh, central and eastern time zone. So, oh, we'll see. Watch out social media hounds. No. <laughs> <laughs> but but as I was, I was, I was looking at it, I was thinking like, okay, I used to do a show called Comics Are Great, which was a straight up interview show. And the whole premise of it was I want to celebrate artists and I want to make them more visible to the public, not in the form of, of like the standard interview of like, what kind of tools do you use? What's the hardest thing about what you draw? Like, I want to figure out what their central philosophy is and push on it and make them defend it in a playful, joyous way. Right. And mm-hmm. which it's a cool premise. I, I I look back on the show and I'm really proud of it, but it was a lot of work. It was so much work researching and like trying to find something that's interesting, like that in, in that that context, right? That doesn't have like the basic one, two, three questions. So, I am curious about the amount of prep that you got to do for a thing where you're going to have these artists come in and you're going to celebrate them in a thoughtful and meaningful way. I've watched Big Dungeon Show. I know you do this. What does the research look like when you're doing that? Um, for Big Dungeon, it's um, right about like halfway through the month is when I've already. Um, contacted the next group of people and like you know i'm gonna have a, a working list um but we recently pulled out a call put a call out and we will again you know like for people like hey if you want to be on you know like um but like i'll do like a little social media searching on them just to make sure um if i don't know who they are they haven't become problematic <laughs> or our problem you know um uh sort of and also looking for people that kind of have the same advocacy for others as well um, um but also like uh you know if they're um it, they don't have to be streamers. Like um, it does help if they have like a webcam, honestly, like, you know, if, if, if I can't find video of them anywhere, that's the difficult part. And that's where I'm kind of like, uh, like, um, so there's a little bit of that. Um, as far as like the, uh, which game I have, like when I first sent good news, my producer, uh, like my, <laughs> my list, um, I had like 150 people on it and I had like two years scheduled out of like games. Cause I was just like, and I had like, you know, like this is sci-fi, this is apocalypse Western, this, you know, like this is a fantasy, but everyone's a sword or whatever, you know, just like, so I, cause I was just like, I want to play all these games, but then it's like also shifting to make sure that like, um, uh, one of the big things was that uh, we highlight um, people of color um, as designer game designers and uh, people along the LGBTQIA um, are in that community um, and also women. Uh, so um, focusing on that and making sure that you know like but like tales from the loop was so beautiful i was just like i want to play this there's not a lot of stuff on, about it online so it's also like looking to see if like if people have played a game before um mm. to see like not not like we need to be first but like you know it would help like it might it always helps a designer if you play their game so um and that's what we've discovered too is if we play a game that only like one or two people have made like they uh stump so hard for it that i'm just like and the, and they're usually just like ask me questions and i'm like i would never get this if i was playing a home game just being like oh what is looks this part looks broken like or what you know whatever like mm-hmm. so i'm sorry i forgot the question uh oh the oh, research prep you time do. prep yeah. time yeah uh yeah there's i would say it, it is a little bit of prep time i can it's a 2 hour show so um and we try to i i kind of try, try to do one shots um obviously like the characters evolve their stories evolve but like as far as like narrative arcs i try to like always end it um maybe like the last show has like a big bad they met before in a different way but i know how long it takes to write those shows so uh 
for those adventures. It's usually like four hours, depending on like also like a, if there's a puzzle involved. So like the other day I did a pinball one where they, and the map was a pinball machine from a very popular mid nineties dinosaur move it a little movie. bit more, more to your left. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but as you can see, I hand drew it because I forgot all my digital stuff. But like, uh, you know, just like I was just like, uh, I can do this for an hour um, at night. And like, um, so, yeah. Um, but then there's yeah, there's the social media stuff afterwards, like um, getting the, like I have some help from, uh, you know, my team. Um, but like trying to get like clips and stuff. There's like some of that like I I'm not like the best at yet. So like taking that extra time for very, very shopping network. We did that first one in a week. So it was basically just like I went in, I said, you know, I was like, good news. You want to do this? And he was like, hell, heck yeah. Sorry. I don't know your audience. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, hell is a perfectly uh, usable yeah, yeah. word, but, but, but yeah, we do try to keep like PG 13 or less. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, <laughs> don't try this at home, kids. Don't do something solid for a week and not get any sleep. So no. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the real, uh, but so for this next one, we're only doing four hours instead of like 18. <laughs> yeah. So there's way less prep, but um, we kind of like, you know, it was like a series of just like, Hey, like what can we do to make it better um, visually prep wise? Um, so like we had people like even practice calling in just so like they would understand that, like I'm looking for something that's glossy. Uh, like, you know, sometimes if you hold up something like, like, you know, pointing at the ceiling, you'll, you'll get the gloss from or the glare from the light versus like aiming it down a little bit. So just like small stuff like that. Or if they haven't been interviewed on the stream before, we could like, I just want to run through a couple of jokes. So, or mm -hmm. I mean, questions. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I would say it is a lot of prep time, but I, I work at a company that supports this mission. Uh, and so they let me do it sort of alongside um, uh, my other work. So that's, I'm very lucky. Wow. So, uh, yeah, having some kind of institu institutional support goes a long way. Having a production team that you can rely on. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, how, how, did, how did your relationship with Good News come about? I mean, are you just coworkers or, like, uh, how, like yeah. okay. But, but, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's good. I mean, it's, but I'm, I'm also curious about, like, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, dig at this thing. I mean, I've got my own personal, uh, what am I trying to say, motivations for this because, like, I'm a two calf was canceled this year right and so it's like we're thinking about what kind of virtual things can we do and and mm -hmm. like having put on that festival for 11 years it's like okay i know how to do recruiting i know how to find people who are the right thing for the job but this is a new kind of recruiting this is a and you were saying like okay you have to like look into do they have a web presence where i can find any video mm -hmm. do, do they have any evidence that they know how to do any kind of live streaming, whether it's a camera looking on at their desk or if it's them doing a, a digital version of that, because that is something that I find that not every cartoon, I have cartoonist friends who just like refuse to draw digitally, right? It's like they don't, they draw on paper, they scan it, they send it to the publisher. That's it. Dust hands, you know? Um, they live in non-humid climates, correct? Like, <laughs> like that was a big, big jump for me. Cause I was just like, you can't ink a page if it's like just... It's like a sponge. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they do. Well, some of them, some of them do. But anyway, yeah. It's um, so. But like, I've, I've had like this this learning curve of like, okay, well, there are people who are not prepared to necessarily like just like turn on OBS and start using mm -hmm. it, right? Or like, I have to like find ways to make this as um, simple for them to participate as possible, or find people who are like more a little bit more fluent in this landscape right mm -hmm. um yeah that's a hard as an organizer that's gotta be hard to figure out um 
because yeah, you, either you the, you take on the onus of the work or they do. So, mm-hmm. but you want to like equalize the playing field a little bit, right? So maybe like if you know a creator, but you just don't you don't have any evidence of them. Like you know, you're yeah. just like they can call on their cell phone because as long as they like light it correctly because they are a colorist or something. You know, like I'm, right. like I'm sure you can go with some gut stuff on some of that too. Yeah. So for the shopping network this year, how are you going to do that? Given that you know we're all in shelter in place still. Oh, um, yeah. So the first one, we did still have people coming in the studio. We had a lot of people call in, but mm-hmm. then um, it was right before the uh, seriousness of it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we still limited the people that came in, and like, um, so, and we we basically are we have a meta narrative that we're on the ship to go again with very very spaceship, and that we couldn't get to the the Comic Con, um, and uh, so we were beaming people in as hard light holograms or bringing them up on the video. So this time, uh, we our new narrative is that we are uh, stuck uh, in space, unable to get back to Earth because of the quarantine. So we're still on the ship, you know. Um, Jaslyn, I'm sorry, Jaslyn is the um, co-host of the show. Uh, Jaslyn Stone, she is a comics marketer um, and video game marketer and fantastic person. So uh, her energy is wild. So the um, main reason I asked her to join, and also she, we have a we have like some overlap, but she knows other people in comics too. So. Um, um, and we uh, work really well together. So like the way you and Rob do, like, you know, you can kind of like piggyback off each other. So um, I already, for- God, I've been talking too long. I can tell because I forgot the question again. Um, but that's yeah. part of the exploration. That's part of the exploration is like, you know, we, we, uh, we're just really curious. I mean, you've, you've got, you've put together a variety of these like really, you know, fascinating projects. And then the, the uh, I, I guess the, so the, the very, very sh- uh, shopping network is a, uh, uh, I'm sorry. So that one hasn't happened. You're talking sorry. about like, so maybe you've done a lot of work already or did a version already. We did. We did one in March um, um, during Emerald city weekend um, for three days. And then we're doing one. We're, we're going to start making it about m- pretty much monthly, but only, gotcha. but much shorter. So that way <laughs> we're not spending three days, you know, doing a lot of, a lot of work. We can, can plan it out. It could be, it could be like, we'll just like easily walk in and be like, Oh, this again, you know, like as much as we can automate. So. Well, all right. Okay. And yeah, yeah. excuse my lack of preparedness there where the, no, the Emerald city one, sometimes I go into like, uh, like, like big media, f- right. For long chunks of time where it's I, not like the Emerald anything city thing I've I heard about, I, th- <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, neat. And oh, yeah. anyway, then anyway, so it's, but it's, um, so how, how great, like the, it sounds like some of the learnings you, you've applied from, from that, that big initial production, uh, are, are going to feed into this, this next iteration. And, is like how how does that work? Is that something that um, do you do you meet with your whole team about that? And how, uh, how's that go? It's pretty much again good news and me and uh, Jazlyn. Um, we were like, hey, do you want to do it again? And everyone was like, yep. And <laughs> I think I was like, uh, we should do it. So we went, originally we wanted to do it like extremely monthly and just be like middle of April, but you know stuff was happening. And I was like, well, we should just push it have it the day before what should have been free comic book day. So yeah. we can, hi- and we're going to highlight uh, more comic book stores this time, as well as ways you can help comic book stores. Um, oh, and like, Jen. So, <laughs> so I, I, I got to pull up your Twitter bio uh, because like when I was, you know, gathering links for this episode, uh, I saw that I saw what you, you changed your Twitter name too. And I'm like, yeah, this is exactly right. Jen Vaughn is fighting for small biz from home. So good. Um, 
And it, it just I, also means like spending any extra money on things and then, you know, being like, oh no, I have to pay my electricity. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I will support I lo- everyone. <laughs> I, I love that cheerful, oh no. Uh, okay, so if I, if I could also like look at, so here's another thing that I think is fascinating about the Very Very Shopping Network and why everybody should tune in tomorrow, May 1st um, at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific and all the hours in between um, is the one thing that when you do a one-to-one transfer of a Comic-Con to a virtual environment, the, the, the trickiest piece to transfer over is the commerce. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've had things like, you know, some virtual Comic-Con landing pages where it's like, here's all the people that would have been at this show. And here's like a tiled kind of experience where you can, you can click and you can purchase. But the thing that doesn't get transferred over is you don't get that sales pitch, right? Because there are people who are really excellent behind the table, who are really engaging and dynamic in a non-threatening, non-confrontational way. They're very inviting. And, you know, it's like they don't get to do that now, you know? so and it's that's like, the way some of us – sorry, that's, that's the way those people sell money or sell, sell their books too. Like yeah. it's not necessarily off like people picking up going, I need this. It's like through the conversation. Yep. So it's this is terrifying. Sorry, I didn't mean to – Oh, no, you're absolutely yeah. right. No, please, please do do interrupt me when I start, you know, when you've got something that you want to, you know, build on the conversation. Uh, or even if you don't, even if you just want to interrupt me to say, Jersey, come on. <laughs> I, I've, I've had people do that to me too. Like, they l- l- literally take my hand and they'll just like hold it for a second. Because like, oh, no. <laughs> be like, I don't okay. remember what hand holding is, but uh, I'll imagine it. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that probably won't happen anymore. That's going to be a whole new thing where they just go like this. No. Yeah. Anyway. um. So you crack the code on this in a way in finding a fun, interesting, and like sort of uh, playful way to reintroduce that commerce in a way that is also it's, – it's like speaking to the advocacy. It's saying like, hey, we have to support these institutions and these people because it, a, an enormous part of their livelihood has been stripped from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're doing it in a way that's celebratory, right? It's not, it's not the uh, – oh, how did that Simpsons joke go where um, – Oh, what's her name from Golden Girls? Uh, was on PBS doing a pledge drive. She's like, if you're watching PBS for free, you're nothing but a thief. You know, it's like this this, <laughs> this finger wagging. It was Betty White. It was Betty White. Betty White, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like this this very like you know like, like sometimes those those PBS pledge drives get a little bit in that direction, right? Um, but this is not doing. It's not saying like, well, if you don't support these people, you're a monster. No, it's saying like, no, let's celebrate these people because they're awesome, and let's do it in a very fun celebratory way, and let's make it an event that you have to tune into. It's streaming live. It's not just something that you just like tune in and tune out of whenever you want. Um, you know, it's it's it very much you found a way to package the free comic book day style of event into a virtual event, and the fact that you're doing it as an ongoing thing, I think, is really really cool. So. What I'm hoping we could do in the second part, I'm going to do an ad break just in a second here, is mm-hmm. like unpack a little bit of the thinking behind that and the different p- communities you're trying to serve when you're doing that and how you think about that. Because this is something that Rob and I think about a lot when we're making things, is like, who's it for? How does this benefit me? How does it benefit them? And how does it benefit everybody who comes into contact with this thing all, all along the way? Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, that's a, let's, you know, let's dive in after this ad break. <laughs> okay. It's about a minute and a half. Okay. <laughs> We're going to come back and talk about those things. But first, we have to thank some people who make this show possible. And those are the folks who support us on Patreon. Yes, patreon.com slash leanatart is the website. What is it? It's a way for you to give us a monthly upvote. If you believe in Robin Jersey, you believe in what we do, you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. And you can cancel at any time. So you could just sign up, check out all the behind the scenes stuff, and then punch out and come back again when you feel like supporting us again. But I want to thank five people who have been supporting us on an ongoing basis. So first up... 
Becca Hilburn, thank you, Becca, for believing in us and what we do. You can find Becca on Twitter at NatoSoup. Actually, you can find Becca anywhere on the internet at NatoSoup. And Brandon Dayton, thank you, Brandon, longtime supporter of the show, been on the show a couple times. You can find Brandon on Twitter at Brandon Dayton. And Gail Bushman, thank you, Gail. You can find Gail's artwork on Instagram at Nightingale Art. And good to be curious. Thank you, good to be curious. You can find them on Twitter at, guess what? Good to be curious. And finally, India Swift, amazing animator and illustrator. You can find India on Twitter at Old Swifty. And you can join them all at patreon.com slash lean into art, where you will find all the shows we make, as well as the extra leans, the shows we record only for people who support us on Patreon. Those posts become an open mic thread where you can talk about whatever you want in a safe place where fellow leaners are hanging out. And it gets you access to special channels in the Lean Into Art Discord. It's patreon.com slash lean into art. Thank you to everybody who supports us there. It means a lot to us. It really does. It's a wonderful signal to get. Thank you so much. All right, then we got to hit some music to go to the second part of the show. What? And this- <laughs> you just make me dance. You just like to make me dance. <laughs> it's joyful. It is, it's, it's, it, it's not meant to be forceful, Rob. <laughs> I can't make it's the you thing. Do it. I literally can't. I love that silly show and that darn theme song is so. Mm. It's yeah, it's right. good. It's good music. <laughs> it gets the guests jump jumping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Well, so, now I'm all amped up. What what are we doing here to uh, well so, understand the audience? We've got three people here who all show up in the spirit of service and like really show up to say like, how can we make this place better? Uh, for everybody involved, including ourselves, right? This isn't purely selfless. It's it's very much like we need each other. It's recognizing that, like we all need each other. Uh, so I'm curious, Jen, if we can unpack a little bit about who you're serving with the Big Dungeon Show, right? Because um, I would argue that it is a service, what you do with that. Um, so like, can we talk about like what you're, how do you think about the audience for the show, meaning the people who tune into the live stream. Like, is this a conversation you have with your team or is this something where you're more intuiting it? I, it, it is a conversation that I believe our studio head, Sean uh, Veshi is always uh, uh, trying to realign me with just to make sure like, he's just like, have you thought about this? And I'm like, I have not, <laughs> or I have, and here's why we're not doing it. So again, awesome. Uh, I am given uh, a lot of, uh, rope to hang myself with or to lasso a win for the team so sorry that <laughs> metaphor really ran away from me like a <laughs> wild stallion um but dark metaphors are so prevalent i don't know <laughs> I, at least yeah we're noticing <laughs> um we yeah it, it's definitely again that that list of like games i had like you know looking at like who makes stuff and um because again i wanted to promote uh um, designers that are people of color, um, uh, women, people in the LGBTQIA community, um, people that are basically not given the same chances um, and uh, to, um, promote like, because that, that it's also like a different type of game sometimes too. Like Dungeons and Dragons is built on like, you know, white European fantasies and um, very combat oriented to a degree, even though it's supposed to be like the three pillars are like social exploration and combat, which I actually feel like should be conflict because conflict mm. can be, figured out in many different ways. It could be a dance-off. It could be um, two people playing uh, um, some game that you've created a, a version of in a, so as a puzzle of some type. So 
I feel like conflict is a better description of it because that's where tension comes in. You know, you know, narrative structure, Jersey <sighs> and Rob, you know. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. But I just, I'm, I'm just wishing desperately that I could send you back in time to the early 90s when I was role playing in high school with guys who were just very much about like dungeon <sighs> crawl, kill the monster, get the thing. What? You want to have a character who is exploring some kind of like em- emotional or, uh, um, like relationship uh, narrative structure, get out. What are you doing here? You are banned. <laughs> I mean, I, th- there's a place for it and there's certainly ages for it too. Like that's the thing, like, you know, like that. I'm not saying like no game should like there's definitely amazing games that are out there, you know, and like the, the thought process that go into making these the systems and the mechanics. So, mm-hmm. cause they, um, it's, you know, it's like learning a different language. You learn more about a when you learn a different language. You learn more about a culture because um, of the way phrases are used, and um, not just like subject verb order and stuff, but like um, the what is important and what is um, like sort of sloughed off to the side. And I feel like games are exactly the same. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's like you just demonstrated. It's seeing the framing of the purpose and how it flows and whatnot. Like those words, that vocabulary matters a lot, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, so it's interesting. So it sounds like uh, that's that's a huge interest of yours, and you're being be, being an advocate and being able to bring that to the community. Uh, and it sounds like, in a way, like are you as you, Jen, are um, is it a practice for you as well? Like this, this sounds like a ton of research about mm-hmm. like finding these games and like like really digging into them and um, considering the cultural aspects of every, everything. Is this I mean, like super fun for you. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's very much fun. Don't for a second think it's not fun. (laughs) I am getting away with highway robbery. I hope no one from work is watching. Um, It's a, it, it's definitely, but it it definitely has worked just because like um, in certain ways, just making sure that um, uh, the last game we played uh, by Orion Black, um, who is a black non-binary designer in the United States. Um, they created this gorgeous, gritty game um, where um, the stories of marginalized people are told through the lens of uh, mutants, including like um, mutants that have even been like, they're forced to live in these uh, mutant safe zones. Um, and I wanted to play this game because it is important and it is really gorgeous. It was a forged in the dark variant. So everyone's just rolling D6s and like um, they can like burn extra dice to like improve their role and like take on stresses and stuff. But um, even I can't play that game to the fullest extent, um, you know, as a, as a, a white um, cisgendered uh, female. So um, it's important to show off these games so that people can play them at home um, and like live within that space and realize maybe if they don't already that like there's um, you, you will never get it. You will never understand. So that, I think that's the difference between like certain parts of woke culture is like there's white people um, that, think they are woke and there's white people that realize they will never get it. And so it's sort of like trying to show off that to the audience. And we've had a lot of people that have, um, uh, the viewers and especially a lot of white males, um, that are just like, I would have never played this game, but like, it's very interesting. And now I'm like following this creator. And so that's the sort of feedback where I'm like, yes, like, but also, you know, we want it to be fun too. So that's sort of like where the play comes in and definitely where the people that we bring on the show, um, shine as well. Um, but there, there also be, we, you know, we, I try not to have like more than one other white person on the show if I can, um, to be honest, but that doesn't always work out with scheduling and stuff too. But it's, it's like, I want to promote the diversity in the community and give, um, and you know, also like pay people for their time. 
Mm. Not to give you my entire business practice. Sorry. No, no, no. You share whatever you feel comfortable sharing. I don't, I'm more personally interested in just that philosophical approach of having a clear sense of how do I want to advocate for these people? Like everything I heard in there is that you're advocating for the participants in this thing too. So it's not just the audience. Like, yes, I want the audience to learn and I want them to have a richer experience with this, this thing called gaming. Um, but I want the people who are participating in the game to all be felt that they, that I have done my part to uh, celebrate them in a way that now the audience will have more of a meaningful interaction with them going forward. Did I just characterize that well? Yeah, yeah. I, and, I, and I think it's sort of, I'm trying to, uh, Chris Robertson, who wrote iZombie, that uh, comic series, I, um, he said something once that I, I took to heart and it was like, he's like, I can totally write um, a story about a black girl being a superhero. I can't write a story about a black girl who um, during the civil rights movement though, and how she's feeling like there's like those things where it's like you let, you let people shine and you, you bring people to the forefront. Um, but you, you don't, you don't always know, or you can't know all their experiences. And so with that, that's why we also try to bring on guest uh, DMS or GMs um, to run the show. And occasionally, um, and especially now that we're doing it all online, we can uh, bring in the actual game designers too. So mm. been like reaching out. So some of the ones in the past too, and being like, Hey, would you want to come on? And they're like, like you know frothing and I'm like yes like because <laughs> again it's like um it's an outlet for them um they get to show off the show and I, we're obviously not as big as like critical role you know but it's like uh we, we have a busload of people that watch if you you know think about how numbers work like do you have a, a mom van or dad van do you have a bus do you have a movie theater so yeah we're, we're at bus level that's pretty good <laughs> That is cool. I do like, I like being reminded of that. Oh, that's great. That's great. Like, well, you know, if you establish success criteria, do we have a busload? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I, do my coworkers I do, watch anymore? No, but that's okay. That's on them. Uh, I no. just, I just want to underline this and I want to put it in front of everybody who's getting ready to do a virtual event. I want to like, look at what Jen is thinking about. Look at what Jen and her team are thinking about is this idea of how do we create rich, meaningful interaction, thoughtful interaction with things, right? Because a lot of times, I mean, I've been involved in enough different teams of people trying to create things, uh, whether it's a comic book or a festival or or, um, even, you know, like a a podcast project. And there's this sense of, it's going to be cool if we do this thing, right? It's like, yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could be very cool. <laughs> you know? But like, they're not thinking about, or they're not articulating. Let me put it that way. They are thinking. I think they're intuiting, but not articulating what it is that we're trying to get these different constituencies to experience through the thing that we're making, right? Rob, you looked like you had a thought. Uh, well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're really, uh, I'm hearing so many things about how you think about this very holistically, right? Yes, And yes. that sounds incredibly informative and useful for anyone tackling this where uh, many people are in a circumstance where they need to do some kind, need or want to do some kind of virtual event. And it could be through, yeah, like a necessity of like, well, we had a physical, you know, in in a space event and, and we still want to exist and accomplish our mission. Or it could be, you know what, we weren't realizing that the distance following inspiration, seeing seeing great, you know, Jin show and, and uh, the, uh, 
you know, anything and the, the, the shopping network, right. Where someone's like, ha ha, you wait a minute. And then, you know, it, there's a lot, there's a lot behind there. So hearing the, your holistic thinking is I think a way to say like, yeah, buying a, you know, metaphorically like buying a guitar doesn't mean you're going to be in a successful band. Um, or, you know what I mean? Just says the person with multiple guitars behind them. Go on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That I, is my, is my, um, are my issues are my issues showing? Yes, yeah, so um, your unbroken dreams just spilled out of your pockets, <laughs> <laughs> or your broken I'm dreams. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, you just set it up for us. We couldn't. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm happy to to uh, to, to model uh, you know emotional resilience and like please, so, please, please. I I have dropped deadlines. Are you kidding? Come on, there's yeah. We 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 only learn by failing. But right on. So uh, yeah. So like, so I have some of the holistic thinking and all uh, that, that you're bringing there is, is uh, it's wild. Like, so seriously, like there's a front stage part of your team, right? The people you're recruiting to do the performance and stuff that, that includes you. There's the, um, uh, the, all the, the, the de- development and like curation and, and uh, of like what game and then creating the, an experience for that game and whatnot, which is, which is pretty, I think transferable in a way because uh, growing up, I did a lot of role playing and I super missed it. And actually, watching the the Big Dungeon show, it super it, I had a lot of feelings because I'm like, God, I missed that. Oh my God. So, um, but I'm also like setting that aside. Is so you have front stage team, backstage team, uh, game designers who can be part of either front stage or backstage team and whatever. So there's so many different interesting constituencies. And you think about. Um, whether implicitly or explicitly, like what's the, what's a, you know, what's a, you know, what's your intention or goal in, in all of these different roles and how much do you think of um, like going through this effort and like, how can all these different groups succeed? Uh, like, how do you get your sense of that? How do all the groups succeed? I mean, success for the game designers to me is more people know their work. Um, hopefully are buying a couple copies as well. Um, but then they can also link to these videos um, and use, and some of them put them on their um, itch pages. Itch.io is where like a lot of people sell their RPGs. And I will say when I, some of these games are, especially on itch, a lot of them are more in a um, not nascent stage, but they are like the first draft. Um, and so we are, play testing as well for some of them um in a way so that's because a lot of itch is like buying a game where you're like i love this present or the um the world building i love the concept um but you're also it's also a it's to borrow your word a service to the game designer because by you sending them five to ten dollars you're giving them time to continually develop this game because again a lot of the um people that are on itch they're just posting like they get all the money as well from the sales too like um which is fantastic so um but for the designers it's I hate to be such a capitalist about it in the end, but like, it's, I want them to sell. I want them people to like know their names and like follow them on social media. Basically like those are the big three Um, for the, for the, um, excuse me, for the uh, players. It's partially, it's like follow them online as well. Some of them are game designers as well. So it's, um, and then like follow them throughout the other shows because some of them are on other uh, streams know make comics like maybe um there's one maybe from chat's perspective there's like one player every month that they're just like that's a person that i'm into now and it's like yes like i've done my job as like a like check out for this person who says they're my friend you know like pulling the curtain back so uh that's that's good um 
obviously for like good news and I, it's like, did I prep enough and give him stuff on time? No, uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's honestly the best. Uh, Cause he um, uh, tells me exactly what he can and can't do. Uh, and, uh, and is also like working on ways to like um, increase our production values, um, whether it's new cameras or we've been talking about, adding uh, captions to um, on the videos and stuff. So that way um, it opens up uh, watching for hard of hearing people. Mm. Um, uh, and then I guess for, um, but from a very, very spaceship uh, from our point of view um, or VV spa, technically if you think of the streaming as- aspect is slightly off um, like a like one wing of the ship or whatever, you know, like magnetized on top of the, the spaceship. Uh, terrible metaphor again um <laughs> it's a uh, it's sort of just promoting like what we're doing because we're working on a game that's you know who knows when it's going to come out so these are it's like a way for us to show off one of the ways like hey look what we support um our ideals um the fun that we are you know hopefully fun um <laughs> so uh, that we're we're creating and having um and by um putting out that um that sort of uh i hate these words putting out that content um, sort of like um, is something that people can look at, um, you know, when our games come out and be like, oh, they, you know, they constantly do some stuff. You know, it's not just like this one game is not the only thing to solely judge them on as well. So not to be like a group of kids at a lunch table going like, please like us. But, you know, sort of that. It's probably there, too. <laughs> it's so reasonable and realistic, though, that, that you have uh, all these different perspectives that you've woven together that I think it's easy to get excited and maybe uh, like with good intentions, just sort of uh, jump in without thinking through some of those things. So yep. I, I, I appreciate you unpacking all that and sharing it because, um, because I think other organizations can learn from that and uh, definitely you can find a way to accomplish your mission and goals and, uh, and consider all those other, you know, partners, collaborators and everything. You can consider this interconnected bunch of people and organizations and it's okay to, to like, uh, well, to, to have commerce in mind because this is, I mean, that's sort of a cognitive dissonance thing that I think a lot of artists deal with where it's like, well, I, I get uncomfortable when I talk about my stuff. And, and uh, you know, it, realistically, that's part of the whole thing of like, if you care about your art, you got to care about that too, because how does it get in people's hands? How do you have the ability to put time into it and, and keep, that's awesome. Anyway, so. Yeah. It, it, but it is, it is, I think, I think that's your point though, is that, or to your point, it's hard to stump or it's hard to advocate for yourself. So if you can be on like a group setting, like very, very shopping network tomorrow, boom, um, or. Uh, <laughs> Going to tune in. Everyone yeah. who's hearing this needs to tune in. This sounds super yeah. cool. But that, 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 like, that's the, the part where like Jaslyn and I can like talk about how amazing you are. And like um, our mods in chat will like, you know, be like, Oh, you know, like, they, they react wildly when they love something, which is great. So, but I think that's the, that's the thing is like working with people. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, and shout out to Callie Castle, um, who uh, helped designer or who made, who designed our website and uh, is helping me update this page as well. So we will have some cool clickable tiles <laughs> that people can go to, to directly go to the artist's website and also sort of serve as like a capsule of like past shows and all that stuff. So um I forgot what I was saying. Oh my gosh, again. Um, but no, uh, yes, it's 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 all of that. It's it's everyone also like taking on the learnings of what what's happened before. Like Good News worked with a lot of the um, other team members at Very Very Spaceship on some projects where um, on Mixer where they were like working on this interactive game. Uh, we are Jake, and like people would um, give them feedback, and they could 
change it and the next day have it like ready to go. So like mm. all this sort of like uh, easily wow. not like pivot, pivot fast um, sort of mindset and like being flexible and um, experimenting in the end. So, well, so if, if I could poke at that idea yeah. just real quick, cause I think that's fascinating. What I, you, are, you do some kind of like, uh, what, what would you call it? A, a period of reflection, like a, a thoughtful pause to like reflect on the thing you just did to say like, okay, how did this go? How do we all feel about it? How can we make it better? Do you actually have those kinds of meetings with your group, your team? Oh, oh yeah. Um, our studio head, Sean Veshi, uh, we have those um, probably like every three to four months, depending on um, like, you know, is it the holidays? <laughs> but like, yeah, and we we do like, um, like going, <clears throat> going over the game build, it's like, okay, what did we do great? What challenges do we have ahead of us? And then like, um, and then what were the surprises or like, um, like the things that we didn't even think about, but that somehow worked. So like that way we can move forward um, in a way or, um, you know, scrap something too. Mm. Um, we're, I think it's a wild team of uh, makers, people that enjoy making things with their hands, like, you know, 3D printing, like doing all sorts of fun stuff. And then also um, people that are uh, willing to try something, fail, and then be like, no, nope, that's fine. We learned this X, Y, and Z. Uh. And uh that sounds Which so is, healthy. That sounds so it's, great. I mean, it's a little bit hard for a writer where I'm just like, all right, here's all my work for the week. Judge me. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can only use English. So there we are. No. <laughs> like, no, but yeah, it's a, it's a, I'm again, very lucky. And, um, uh, I feel like only good things will be coming from very, very, sorry, I shouldn't like jinx it. Um, <laughs> only interesting experiments will be coming from very, very spaceship. There it is. <laughs> That's oh, fantastic. Man. Sounds like a great team and some, some great uh, techniques to practice and whatnot too. Also, uh, it makes it more attainable. Like this, like everyone could figure, I, th I believe that anyone who needs to do this kind of virtual event can find their, their voice and purpose if they choose to, to be thoughtful about it. And, uh, and they're probably going to be more likely to succeed if they're willing to do uh, some experiments and then keep learning from this practice and not expect themselves to just show up and instantly be as great as the thing that inspired them. Oh, mm. boy, yes, that is for sure. Um, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's like an example of an artist, Pop Muertos, who went from drawing uh, on his Twitch Twitch channel, which I think is just twitch.tv slash popwarentos. He went from drawing longer things to doing like five minute sketches. It's like what he could do within the time. Um, but mm. his art style lended itself to it and it's very gorgeous. So that way people could like see an entire drawing in that five minutes instead of like some people who um, have, you know, such intense line work or whatever that you're like, I forgot what happened and my, my lunch is cold now and like, you know, sitting there for an hour. So he, he leaned into the thing that um, worked best for him which I think is the other thing is part of the experimenting is like, you know, just because someone is, yeah, is good at this X, Y, or Z doesn't mean you are, but you know, it's just, it's practice too. Also like Jersey, you, you love OBS, right? You love overlays. So, you know, like it's not a learning process at all. Right. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was literally our setup for the show today was me like, Hey, I learned how to do a new thing. Let me do it real quick. Before I mean, we yeah, start but that's awesome. Like that's, that's what it's about. Well, yeah. I mean, that's something that I think Rob and I have like modeled a lot on the show is like, we genuinely enjoy like something I say in my classroom, like whatever. I, and I, I apologize to the lean to art listeners who have heard me say this a bunch of times, but I literally have them sit in a semicircle crisscross applesauce. And I say, and these are like fifth graders. And I say like, there's three sort of like rules to being a cartoonist. And one is that we support each other. We don't tear each other down. 
And two, it's awesome to not know something because not knowing something means you're going to learn something and level up at something. And I never want to stop leveling up. So if you don't know how to do something, ask. And then the third rule is if, if uh, help is asked for and you know the answer, help them. Um, but like, I, I think that that's, it, it would be such a dull existence if we didn't have, <laughs> if, if, if we, like, I talk with teen students and they're like, oh, I just want to get to the point where I'm like at a professional level and I don't have to worry about this anymore. I'm like, what? Why would you want that? You're asking for purgatory if you, if you want that, you know? <laughs> and I could see how you could get to that thought because it sounds really romantic and effortless to just do amazing stuff without having to think about it. But that sounds awfully boring to me. So, I don't, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I do like the workhorse aspect sometimes of just being like, well, I'm just going to do the thing. And, you know, but then it's like, no, wait, pause. Think about the thing. Will it benefit from, yeah, doing it differently? I understand. I get it. Oh, my gosh, Jen, you are so great. Well, <laughs> please. I, just, I mean, you're saying that because the hour's almost over. So, you know, I'll be nice <laughs> on the outros. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, don't don't show my stagecraft off. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but seriously, it's just it's just it's so refreshing to engage with more people in the community who actually stop and have that purposeful moment to like think about what 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 is the thing we're making and who we're making it for and how can we make it as good as possible because I think this is important to understand and to make um, explicit is that is such a um, a useful way to disengage your ego from the art. It's not all about me. It's about all these other pieces together that work together to make this thing and yes i i get to be proud of my participation in this thing and i get to accept the high fives when they come in um but it's it ain't all about me i'm not the only thing right like rob and i talked about this recently on the show like there was a we've heard artists in the past who like achieve a certain level of success and they say like well if you just make good work and put it out there success happens i'm like yeah well <laughs> what a what a privileged answer they must be white like good god like Oh my God! Maybe, yeah, just but, do, do good work, and people will, will find you. Like, and it's like it's a perfectly whoa. like human way to look at things. Like, well, it worked for me, so why wouldn't it work for you? Failing to acknowledge all of the various, you know, luck, skill, you know, pre pre built in sort of privilege or whatever. There's a lot of factors, right? And so it's just it's it's nice to talk with people who are thinking about it holistically, realizing that this is an all interconnected thing. This is something Rob and I talk about on the show for how many years have we been doing the show, Rob? <laughs> uh, eight, almost nine. Almost nine years. Oh. So yeah, so it's it's a topic we're really passionate about, and I get really excited when I meet people who are like, you know, they they can uh, explain not explain it. What, what was the word I used for earlier, Rob? Make it explicit. You know, I love that. All right, uh, Jen. Is there anything else that you wanted to point people at, or um, that we didn't talk about today? Um, I would say check out uh, Very Very Spaceship's website, uh, VV Spaceship um, slash. Oh, sorry, VV Spaceship dot website. That's it. And uh, you can. Oh, thank you. Yes, we do have the Very Very Shopping Network too. Tomorrow, um, Snoot again made this wonderful graphic. Um, at that stars. Um, several people, um, Henry Barajas, uh, Jade Fen Lee, Andrew Dimonacos from White Squirrel, who'll be teaching people how to make a, a web store. So if you haven't made one yet, um, sell your work. Um, we also have people on from 28 Pages Later, who will be um, sort of a nonprofit talking about um, how to help out your local comic stores. We also have local comic stores, Arcane Comics, 
um, from Seattle area, uh, Books with Pictures from Portland that's been doing sort of like cool bike deliveries. Um, yeah, this is a shot from our last show, um, my little terrible uh, shopping cart logo. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we accidentally stuck to this Emerald City green. Uh, they can't sue us. Um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, for now, well, we'll change it next time. But yeah, and we also have people coming in from um, IDW Comics or uh, Publishing because there's a new uh, Gumroad that's out uh, so that you can purchase uh, or pre-order and it's called Insider Art and it's an anthology um, featuring um, uh, all women and uh, the, it's uh, comics, really good ones. Um, uh, I'm not, sorry, really good ones except for mine. We'll say that, boom, <laughs> caveated. Um, but the money goes towards um, people who own uh, comic bookstores that are women and non-binary. So mm. um, sort of help them out in this time as well. So sorry, there's a lot of information, but uh, it will be doing like cool deep dives. We also have um, some fun commercials from other people. And uh, yeah, um, there's, I would just say also um, subscribe or like twitch.tv slash vvspa. We do a lot of fun uh, events and other people do it. Like uh, we have Galen Drew who does like cool looping with musical stuff. I don't understand. Um, Ava lays it out. She uh, makes a, she works and builds a circuit board on stream. Like again, yeah, like incredibly smart people. I just occasionally make words sound good. So I'm very excited to be with, again, always work with smarter people than yourself is my mm. final say. <laughs> That, that, that is an exciting room to be in when you're surrounded by people who are, you know, smarter, smarter. And, and, yeah. and think really hard. I think that's that's mm -hmm. that's like catnip. That, that's the best drug. Um, yes. Also, I am sorry we should have uh, hosted this. Uh, I'm now realizing, well, next time. <laughs> what? You should have hosted what? Oh, the Twitch thing where you, where you can host oh. another. Uh, yeah, we should also. Host, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> oh, no. Well, this is. Learning yeah, in in real time. <laughs> same here. Same here. It's uh, yeah. There's a lot of different platforms and stuff going on, and and uh, there's uh, there's always yeah. Uh, somehow uh, this I take so many notes, and it's it and it doesn't even help. Um, I would still forget things. So, <laughs> uh, what? Um, let's see. So you got vvspaceship.website. You've got uh, let's see twitter.com/slash/bigdungenshow and. Uh, twitch.tv slash VV spa, which is the big event for tomorrow. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, lots going and also on. if you want to watch any of the old dungeon shows, we have them at um, just a bit.ly slash big dungeon show, Whoa. all lowercase or all uppercase. I did. I, I got them all. So um, <clears throat> but yeah. And we play everything from a pillion where people, everyone's a dragon to uh, again, our haunt where everyone's a ghost tales from the loop stuck in like crazy eighties with the, robots everywhere and like aliens um yeah a lot of fun stuff so um the next one i will say will be a sci-fi one but i don't i'm not announcing it yet <laughs> people will have to tune in and right. see what's next <laughs> all right so um we're gonna take one more break and then we're gonna come back with a two-minute practice now jen once again you are free to if you need to go uh you can go but if you want to stick around and chat with us about the two-minute practice uh you're welcome to so yeah, I'll oh. stick around. Absolutely. Thank you again okay. for having me on and letting me talk about all my stuff. I appreciate uh, it. I mean, as, as dumb as it sounds, thank you just for being who the heck you are. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. So, in yeah, thank you, Jen. This has been awesome. This, really this, like, we're learning a ton by by just, uh, just uh, yeah, you it's, it's, thanks for being here and, and being willing to share so much of what you've been puzzling out with these virtual events. Super helpful. 
Okay, so we're going to come back in about two minutes to talk about what mm-hmm. the two-minute practice is for this week. The two-minute practice being this ongoing, you know, rotating challenge that Rob and I give to ourselves and offer to the world to engage with something that you are le- le- leveling up in an affordable way in two minutes at a go. But before we do that, we got to thank some more people who make this show possible. And those people are us. We make the show possible. We make all sorts of neat things. And then we think really hard about the stuff that we make and bring those th- those thoughts and those topics to this project we call Lena to Art. The thing that I make that I hope you will check out today is a comic book. It's a web comic right now uh, called Nightmare Pro Wrestling. And it's written by a friend of mine, John David Guerra. And what is it? Well, Nightmare Pro Wrestling. What is it? Is that like Dracula's and Frankenstein's and Mummies and Wolfmen wrestling? Yes, that is exactly what it is. And John has launched this new sort of uh, WrestleMania event called the Belly of the Beast. And I um, I drew the first match between uh, it's a tag team match with Grave and Lobo, a skeleton and a werewolf who fight against the Pumpkin Boys, two pumpkin headed monsters. And we're 15 pages in. He's dropping five pages a week on Wednesdays. My story's almost over. And then the next match is taken over by another artist. And so it's like sort of handed off from artist to artist, but it's all written and colored by John. It's You can find it at NightmareProWrestling.com. I'm very proud of this comic. I had a lot of fun doing it. It celebrates everything I love to draw, dynamic action, movement, cool sound design, and really silly, fun monsters. Uh, NightmareProWrestling.com. Rob, you have a store. I do. It's uh, robstenzinger.com slash store.html. And I offer a variety of products and services. A lot of them are online workshops that uh, you can just purchase as one-offs or go to skillshare.com. And uh, that's kind of like a Netflix of different learning content. And you can, you know, just get this because you have one of those accounts. If you sign up for Skillshare through one of these links, I think you'd get uh, two free months as well. So yeah, there's uh, drawing user journey maps to design user experiences, gather ideas and collaborate. Uh, There's customizing your next creative challenge and two others, uh, goal setting using design plus storytelling and then uh, sketching the happiest kitty in the universe. So all kinds of things. If you're looking for something just a more relaxing, uh, playful thing all the way up to, you know, planning some life goals or collaborating, got a lot of stuff here for you. So check it out. RobStenzinger.com slash store.html. And the last thing we hope you will check out is the Lean Into Art Discord. Yes, we have a forum now. There's a Discord server, and the invite link will be in the show notes for this episode. And every episode, there are three public channels where you can request topics, um, comment on past episodes, and post some of your two-minute practices. And then there's three channels that are only for people who support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash art. We thank everybody who's been engaging with us in the Lean Into Art Discord. It is awesome to get to know you a little bit better there. All right. Rob, is it time for the two-minute practice? I think it is. All right. Hi, Rob. Hey, Jersey. And welcome, Jen, who's hanging out with us for <laughs> two-minute practice. I'll be creepily watching. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, which this becomes its own little micro-podcast, too. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Jen Vaughn of the Big Dun Jen Show and uh, all sorts of awesome things. The... Uh, the QVC style shopping network, which is uh, very uh, twitch.tv slash vvspa. So Jen, uh, you're, you're a narrative designer and writer and whatnot too, and of many other creative accomplishments. So if you have any reactions, we'd love to hear it as we share what we practiced last week. And we think of another thing. So you're welcome to. Yeah. If, if you, if you want to GM us, you know, 
throw out a, a challenge on on the table. Ooh, it's so tempting. All right, I'm gonna say okay, but tell me first, what did you do last week? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's like it's it's like you host things all the time. Uh, <laughs> Segway City. <laughs> So last week, Rob came up with the idea of just picking two things and writing a conversation between them based on, I was ruminating on how, eh, it's not like you can like do a draft of a script or an outline for a story two minutes at a time. Like I just didn't see how that was possible. And so then Rob, you know, impishly said, wow, you could do a conversation. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess you could. I only got one session done, Rob, this week. I'm, it's, it's, uh, Life, life did its thing. Um, so, I, but I did put in the two minutes, and I was surprised with how much I got done in two minutes. Um, and the, if I had a takeaway from that one session, it was that the ticking clock, instead of making me anxious, it made me let go of trying to write brilliant stuff. Um, it was like, how how good can you do in two minutes? You can't. You're not going to write Tolstoy in two minutes. So just let it go and just like listen to what the characters should be saying to each other. Um, and I posted my results in the Lena Tart Discord, and I just chose some of the characters from that Baron von Bear pitch that I'm hoping to sell someday, um, and just picked a, a moment in the story that I want to do about them, and just started going. So I got like I think like essentially two panels worth of comics conversation done with very very loose sketches, um, but yeah, it, it didn't take a whole lot of like psyching myself up to be like, okay, don't worry about making it good. It's like, well, how good can it be? It's impossible, so it can't be. Therefore, go right. Is this the first time the premise of the two-minute practice actually worked? <laughs> it might be because, like, well, in, to give extra context to the way I engaged with it, I find writing like actual dialogue and conversation between characters so much more challenging than almost any other part of making comics. Like writing characters talking to each other with a voice that speaks from some kind of like inner truth of or their own worldview it takes so darn long. Like that's a part of the process where I do a lot of pacing in the studio and it looks like I'm not doing anything, but I'm just like letting my brain do its thing while I just move my body mindlessly, you know? So it was already, it's like, it was like, but you could have asked me like fix a car in two minutes. Well, it can't be done. <laughs> so might as well just go in there with a wrench and start hitting things, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's great to hear. I mean, in a way, it's intended to be empowering yeah. and playful. So yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Um, but what was your experience? I I, I was able to uh, get get four sessions in, and um, it was uh, I do my thing where I I hack creative challenges. I I know I said I'm the one who said to have two objects talk or whatever, and well, it turns out the objects were in my heart. There were two characters that were. Uh, that I haven't had, I haven't written for in a long time. Um, you know, well, pick Wingve, the the talented penguin guitarist with stage fright, and Crunchy, the mystical guitar, his, you know, magical guitar friend. And I just let things come out of my head and typed, and it mm. worked okay. I, I, I was freed from pressure by just. Um, I had no idea. I like looked at my desk and I thought, "Who's what's going to talk to what?" And it's and it just all of a sudden, pick and crunchy, we're there, and uh, that's it. They started talking, and I just kept to that for for four sessions. Mm. 
And so, how? What was? What's your thousand foot view takeaway? How, how? If you could characterize the experience in a few words, what would it be? Well, I feel. Um, hmm. I, it's so there's the meta about the practice where it's like, what's going? Who's going to talk? Who? What's going to come out of my head when it's like, okay, there's two minutes, and and it's odd that and makes sense that those characters came to me. So it was like, um, it was like being saved by two familiar voices in my head okay and yeah. yeah and and then i was able to just play with those voices and a situation popped out after you know because in a way i was asking them so the first couple lines here for uh let's see uh pick says is that you crunchy where have you been why did you leave and it's like me asking myself why did i stop writing you uh, you guys yeah, i don't yeah. know and uh and Crunchy goes, kiddo, you are so old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and it goes on from there. And and so then pff, I didn't know that came from nothing or something. Yeah. Well, sure. Hidden sure. inside of me. It, it's it, the experience I always think of. It was it was instructive to me and it was me helping another artist. So it was like it was like me inadvertently teaching myself is that we were sitting down at, like for an art challenge at a two calf one year. And I was watching this person next to me, like really like just like freezing at in, with the blank paper. And I was like, just put some lines down, throw a line on that paper and let it in that something will happen, I promise. And I, it made me realize that like so much of that, like what Pressfield called the resistance is like just that fear of like, well, I'm, I'm going to do it wrong. Well, the right way will reveal itself if you start throwing down the wrong lines. And that's what drafting is all about, right? Like doing drafts of things. Um, mm. But like that, that I, and I encounter that every darn project. I've been doing this 20 something years now in every project. It's like, it's inescapable. So it's like the only defense against it is to throw some lines down. Whether, even if it's just crunchy, is that you? Where have you been? Okay, now we've got something, you know? So... Jen yeah. is nodding. Started pulling. So, yeah. So what, I, what I, I feel validated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, I, I love this exercise too. Uh, it, it reminds me of a book called Hello, My Name is Red by Orphan Pamuk, mm. um, Turkish writer, where it's a, the entire story is told by objects in a man's room. Mm. So multiple mm. POVs. Um, when he said it, I was just like, yes, two objects. <laughs> what are they saying behind your back? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> immediately go to juvenile way so no, um yeah. yeah that's a great exercise like divorcing yourself from certain things as well and yeah 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 and 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 reminding yourself that like creative ideas like the the beginning of creative ideas are like well to use a word we used at the top of this uh lean it's episode ubiquitous right mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're everywhere it's just like it's just a matter of like just tuning your eye to see them or at least ex- letting yourself listen for them so rob what do you want to do with this week's challenge uh practice hmm i am let's see i i'm feeling an urge to like help me out here i'm 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 maybe putting like a a a thing to accrete i don't know but uh what if there was a gameful aspect to it which we've experimented with some randomality Mm -hmm. and you know because we've got uh uh, Jen Vaughn here think we're I'm thinking like is there a like if right. this is almost role-playing ish this what we just did but is there a way to amp that up somehow do you mean like game it up structure wise like draw like, one page comic that you can read from the beginning 
to the end or the end to the beginning and it makes sense both ways. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh that, that is that is so good. Yeah. But, yeah. You can well, do what it. if yeah it can what, be like a three so, panel comic. It doesn't have to be like a you know. So that's like a comics with comic with um the a loopishness to it, right? So mm-hmm. it's sort of a the uh, a situation starts and stuff happens and the, it goes full circle. Am I hearing? Is yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also like if you're reading other languages and you're reading um, right to left, maybe you just boom, like start that way. Um, but it all still works out. Mm. So it's <laughs> like two, a two minutes at a go. comic mirror. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. I forgot. It was two minute thing. <laughs> well, but no, but accreting is like, you could be like, okay, it's, say it's going to be four panels. You could have two minutes. It's like we did do a challenge a couple weeks ago where like it was like do a single drawing two minutes at a time. And I got almost done with like a, a pretty decent sized drawing. Yeah. Two like minutes that's, a, so. Those bursts. What is that? The, what's that? The the Pomodoro method is like doing things in like 15 or 25 minute bursts and then giving yeah. yourself a mm-hmm. solid break. Because, yeah, otherwise you find Pomodoro. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, the two minutes is great, though. I Yeah. I'll I'll do whatever you do. How about that? So what? Like, what oh. if, yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, right. I'm also I'm also moving this weekend, so I'm not saying I'm gonna get a lot of two minutes in, but I will definitely try <laughs> Fine. while I'm driving. Um, well, or what about um? Sorry, you're talking about gaming, so like um. Oh, and a uh, sense of randomality to it, right? Like, we did one where yeah. there was like we rolled dice to get different traits that we have to incorporate. Yes, right? that's great. Yeah. And I was just kind of verbally throwing lines down, trying to think like, well, uh, like what could be, in, you know, in, inspired by role-playing games and stuff. But Yeah, or it could be the, um, like the bibliomancy technique where you just flip open a book, nonfiction, and write about whatever that is. Like, even if you don't know what it is, you just use that word as like, or phrase as a jumping off point. Now see that, I love, I love that. That's like That's the random awesome. shape and turning it into a thing kind of, kind of mm-hmm. exercise. All right. So bibliomancy, that's cool. I don't think stolen from that, but... Jason Lutz, I feel like I should say, at right. the Center for Cartoon Studies. <laughs> nice. Okay. We... Sources are fantastic. So um so bibliomancy mixed with uh four panels two minutes at a time. You... Oh, whoa, okay. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I was just saying oh. writing too. This is on you all what you want to like. Well, and, and that that's this is designed to be something where it's like you hack the game your way, right? Like take mm-hmm. what you want from this. But like, okay, so what I'll commit okay. to is I will uh, attempt a four panel comic thumbnail. I'm not going to promise final art, but based on <laughs> bibliomancy where I'm going to start something and the word is going to be a prompt and I got to incorporate it in some way. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Four that's uh, so this is sort of a um, piece together these elements kind mm-hmm. of two minute practice. Yeah, bibliomancy to kick things off, and where do you take it from there? Yep, so and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use multiple sources. I'm gonna use cookbooks, dictionaries, you know, nice. space history, etc. So, well, so here's a question: Do you are you going to share it with each other online or on the show next week? We we do it we do it in the Lena Tart Discord. Um, but oh, the Discord. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Sometimes we we will post something to Instagram yeah. or whatnot. Depends. Yeah. Um, All right. Well. But, I be. will put a note in by Wednesday that I need to have these four panels. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and as we explore the top of this one too, it's like I showed up and said, I did one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no. I, I I saw it and then I saw your face when Rob said he did four. So I was like, nice. Okay. I love it. <laughs> 
the then, subtle shifting of the face. No. And another like uh, rule, not rule is, is that, you know, it's like, you don't have to share it at all. If you don't feel like it. So it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's just a prompt to get people to practice to, to like, right. you know, let, let's stop listening and start doing so. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I think we did it. So thanks Rob. Thanks Jen. Yeah. Thank you both. Thank you. I'm, I'm feel inspired. <laughs> okay. So, um, Gosh, I I am I cannot express my gratitude to both of you for this one. This was this is exactly what I needed right now to puzzle out some some projects for the future and to think more you know uh, deeply and and holistically about creating virtual events this this summer and probably for the next year. So um, we'll see. But uh, I appreciate all of the, the the careful thinking that you both did today. Um, so everybody go check out the, uh, the Very Very Shopping Network tomorrow, linked in the show notes. We'll post on it on our social media as well. And uh, Oh, and Jen, good luck on the move. Uh, I hope Hemlock handles it okay. I know cats aren't always like super excited about moving things. He's, he's got a patio where we're going, so I think he's going to be just fine once he gets there. So. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so we stream the show live Thursdays at noon Eastern time, 11 a.m. Central. We uh, stream it on twitch.tv slash lean into art and then collect it as a podcast at patreon.com slash lean into art and lean into Until next time, I have been Jersey Drozd of lean into and Jersey Drozd on Instagram. And I've been Rob Stenzinger, also of lean into art.com, and I'm Rob Stenzinger, places like Instagram. Jen? And I've been Jen Vaughn. Your guest. Uh, you can find me at the Genya online, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. Okay, bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at leanintoart.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at the user leanintoart, and you can reach us via email at leanintoart at gmail.com. And remember, leaners aren't wieners. Thanks for listening.